Hello and welcome to the 2K Fantasy Premier League podcast. We are up to episode 64 and we are looking ahead to game week seven. So Kev, how's things, mate? Uh, things are pretty good, man. How are you doing? Um, well, we're just chatting. Well, yeah, I'm a bit, uh, a bit disappointed about the Arsenal Spurs result from early on. Uh, but apart from that, had a reasonably good weekend. Okay. And FPL was, I think, okay in the end. It's very up and down at the moment. Like, every match is massive swings as sort yeah. of different players you have or don't have get double. There was there was a lot of double-digit scores this weekend, wasn't there, for individual players? And it seemed to, like, give these massive swings. So, yeah. A lot of popular players returning. If you, if you had someone blank, you're pretty much fucked. Unless it was Alvarez, because, I mean, everyone had him. Or, yeah. or like, you know. Even Sterling to some degree, yeah. yeah. But anyone else, like having Bumo blanked, it was like, oh, felt it like right away. You had Rashford, he blanked, he probably didn't have a great week, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. I think I think... single other popular players went bananas, man. Even like Matoma with a brace, shit like that hurt, yeah. He's still really highly owned, isn't he? Which is quite interesting, yeah. He's kind of like, and I saw people saying, oh, I'm going to sell him. He's got bench, and then bang, he comes on and gets a couple of goals. So that's, that's, that's kind of, I mean, but that's that, that's how it kind of works out when you play for a team yeah. like Brighton. They're so attacking. You might get on the pitch and get a couple of goals out of nothing, right? Because it's just how, how they play. Yeah. Anyway, we, we shall get a bit more into that in a minute. So I will, yeah, I guess I'll start off by giving, giving a bit of facts of the week. So deadline is next Saturday, 30, 30th of September. 11 a.m. Kev, so that's hopefully a more, although early, a more normal time for you in case you're uh, doing an, any last-minute transfers. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, Kev. Well, you should explain the story rather than yeah. sounding sound like some sort of in joke. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're on Geeks, um, what would you call it? Like tier where you get to follow, you know, Chris and my and a couple other guys' teams, like real time you you probably were cursing my name this week because i like to put it in uh, well i'll just okay short story is with like <laughs> two minutes to the deadline i was like holy fuck the deadline's in two minutes and i my hand started shaking it was like an immediately like adrenaline rush like it's not like a life or death thing but still you were it just like created this sense of just sort of panic like whoa uh, 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 what am i supposed to do here you know what i mean and i go to the website on my phone and i just was like uh pedro out joel out um who's the other defender vardy all out uh cash botman alvarez hit did it save holy fuck it actually saved it the whole time i'm like this website's gonna crash this is gonna be like the word this is gonna like ruin my season for me and then i was like oh dude i gotta go tell all the people on the fucking slack in the but shit and i quickly went there and i was just like why am i even rushing there's one minute left this isn't gonna fucking help i'm like fuck what did i do dude like I'm such an idiot and like the worst part is i was like messaging you for like two hours like what do you think man udogi or cash cash udogi should, should get burned bought me to burn i'm like is there anyone else I'm, like analyzing all this shit my three young kids uh are all up and they're like dad i want cereal i'm like yeah all right whatever i'm like sitting on the ground playing you know, dolls with my two-year-old like babies 
And then I was just like, okay, I'll get you guys some cereal. I'm like, wait a minute. If it's a 10 a.m., that means it's 8.30. It was like 8.28. I was just like, what the fuck's wrong with me, dude? <laughs> like, I just like forgot. In my head, I just thought it was like another hour, right? Normally, I wake up and it's like bright and early. Like, uh, what time would it be here? Kickoff would be 7.30 a.m. here. So at like 6 a.m., I have to have everything done. And so you wake up and you know mentally. Yeah, 6 a.m., yeah. So you yeah. kind of, you know, you kind of wake up and you're like, "Oh, is there anything I need to do here?" Like, you know, team news leak bullshit day, or or did I already make my transfer last night? Kind of thing. So it just threw me for a loop, man, and I just felt like such a dick. And then I'm like on the Slack in that little group that you know follows my transfers or whatever, and people are like, "This is too late. I I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do." And I was like, "Dude, I feel so bad, fuck." Because like my take on. Uh, uh, if anyone's like copying my team or whatever is like, absolutely go for it. I don't care. Awesome. Good for you. I hope it works out. Right. Like I'm, I'm not offended. I know some of the other contributors on online are like, I can't believe people would copy me. And it's like, what do you, why do you, why are you posting your team weekly? Like, what do you think people are doing? Who cares? Why do you care so much? I, I'm like the opposite of the people that were getting offended last year right like i'm like i'll go for it dude good luck i hope it wins you money at work or some shit like whatever right so anyway i just feel really bad because if people are doing that like that's not fucking cool but like on these leak on these leak weeks it's like you gotta wait till like too close to call i really hate it i hate it so i mean so this week it's 11 o'clock or so six o'clock for you kev and the first game is villa versus brighton so probably not too big on the leaks unless there's like right. a less drb or cash or whatever uh, or watkins are kind of players that you well, they, they, got, so. they got they got like what is it carabao cup this is it a cup week or is yeah it... so yeah so it, there's 17 teams of in action this week over tuesday and wednesday so rather than telling you who the 17 are, I'll tell you yeah, the three that aren't playing, which is Spurs, Sheffield United, and Nottingham Forest. They're the three teams not playing. Spurs and Sorry? Well, Spurs is interesting because just because Madison looked like he had like a career-ending injury the way he went down today, and then he was up and playing. He, he like, seemed fine I, afterwards. I saw I his interview afterwards. Stretchered off watching it live. No, he, he seemed okay. The 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 other thing, the only other thing I was going to say about that is it's Newcastle versus Man City on Wednesday. So I'm not sure right. how those teams are going to play that match. Given you know, clearly it's Newcastle. Uh, who Man City? Newcastle versus Man City is one of the That's one of the ties. That's a good game, but interesting to see how they play that in terms of what players they play. Is kind of yeah. is kind of what I mean. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so that's the games this this week. So don't do any early transfers, which I did last week, and I probably almost certainly will do tonight as I sell Chilwell, which we'll get onto later because I think that's like one of the hot topic questions. Um, so key team news, we've touched on a couple of these bits already, but I will fire through this and then Kev can give us an update on the soap opera. Um, Rodri got a red, so he misses game week seven and game week eight, which means he won't won't be playing against Arsenal, which I am thankful for. Hopefully, that means we can get a result. Uh, Bardiol came in for Ake. Henry's out for the season and me was injured too. Um, Brentford just weren't very, very good. And apparently Mbumo played some of the match at right wing back, apparently, which is a bit weird. So that's a bit of an odd one. Uh, he's um, done that before, but I mean, he was up the pitch. He was up the pitch. Okay. Um, Bell, and, Bell and Kabore both played and Kabore got an assist. Uh, Darwin and Diaz started. 
um, which I think was sort of your theory, theory, theory from last week, wasn't it, Kev? That they didn't start last week because they came back late yeah. from international duty, but now they're potentially, you know, well, yeah, the first they, choice guys. They played Europa and they started, and I know some folks were like, maybe this could be bad for appeal, but it was like, I think it was just because of the international break. So for the fact for them to start today, it's like, yeah, nothing to worry about. Just yeah. regular old bullshit Liverpool rotation to worry about. But LD is probably the minutes pick after Mo. They got the one you like where I still think Darwin's like the upside pick. Yeah, I, I'm looking at both of them instead of Salah. <laughs> but we can we can get onto that later. Um, sure. Yeah. Bowen was fit to play and and, and he scored. Chilwell was benched again, which I've already mentioned. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on with Brighton with their attackers, but I, I guess the highlights for me were um, Fatty and Matoma came on at half time for Ferguson and Brunati, or Brunati, I can't pronounce that as usual. Yeah, Kev, I, 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 only, I, I only attempt these just to, just to amuse Kev. Um, Pedro came on for Welbeck on 60, and Mark seemed to stay on the bench the entire game. Um, Madison and Saka both came off with some sort of knocks in the North London derby. So I guess we'll be worrying about those all week, but yeah. particularly anyone who's got both the players. Uh, Jackson is going to miss game week seven as he likes to get yellow cards. He's got his five. Gusto, red means he's misses game week seven and game week eight. Oof. Um, uh, Trossard was injured. Uh, I think I think it was kind of leaked yesterday. There was some sort of Arsenal injury, but and I thought it might be Trossard. We weren't 100% sure. Raya kept his place, although I didn't think it's, it's, he was that good with his feet today, but anyway. Uh, I can't really blame him for the goals. Uh, he did make an unbelievable save. Wilson started ahead of Isaac, I mean, but then everyone got a goal for that in Newcastle, didn't they? And that 8 0. And then <laughs> Barnes, Barnes went off with a knock uh, for Newcastle, which was kind of bad for him. Um, so, apart from the days of our red lives, any other team news you oh wanted to God. cover, Kev? I've not mentioned. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only thing I'd say is that 8 0 against Blades would have been a lot better if Sheffield Wednesday didn't fucking suck too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to laugh at them, right? Yeah, I get that. Huh. I don't really like laugh. I'm not like my dad. I'm not like you know, like I was. I'm like, we had like a, a FaceTime call or whatever with the grandkids while that match was on earlier today, and Dad's like, "You're watching the blades, aren't you?" I could tell. I could tell you've got it on, and I'm like, "What? Will you care? Why would you care if I'm watching? They're getting pumped." And he's like, I can't even turn it on, man. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, and then we talked about Wednesday and he's just like, it's horrible. It's so bad. Like, it's like they scored a goal, uh, went up one nil on Tuesday. And then the managers went like five at the back, four in front of them. And we're like at home and we're like, what is going on? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, nobody cares about Wednesday, but it's just, the point is just, you know, you want, I'm, I, I hope Blades go down Wednesday, stay up so they can like play each other and have derbies and stuff next year, right? But the way it's looking, like, holy shit, man. The, the teams in Sheffield are just shit this year. Okay. Shit. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Right. I, other, so, other Kev. News? I don't know. I got lots of thoughts, man. But oh, yeah. Well, a lot of stuff here. Uh, do you want to do Days of Our Red Lives? <laughs> sure. But there's not as much drama as you think. I mean, they won 1 0, didn't they? I guess. I guess people were probably hoping for uh, like a smashing against Burnley. Like this to me is the money game on why everybody held them for so long. Do you know what I mean? Like when people, I think this is so 
one of the kind of key thoughts that I've sort of been having is, is, and I don't think it's like a big shock or whatever, is just, I think we're all holding players maybe a little too long just because they've got nice fixtures coming up. And I think we sort of need to start thinking like, yeah, but they're in such poor form. I don't think it's worth holding waiting for these fixtures anymore. Like, and you got to think the player you're about to bring in is also going to be good and probably also has good fixtures. So, you know, worry less about who you're ripping out of your team. Like I just like my transfer, which we talked about earlier, and I will talk about the devils here, but my transfer that I did earlier, I ripped out Vardy all. I think he got seven points and uh, I took a hit. So what's that? 11 and that, and then, uh, and then Alvarez blanked. And so right away I was like, oh, that didn't work out like instant karma. And then there was this leak that like Botman didn't travel. So everyone just assumed he was injured at first before we realized he wasn't. And I was like, dude, <laughs> like instant karma on not letting everybody know. I think I'm down like 10 points on this already, like net negative. If I just, for, if I had forgot two more minutes, I would have been so much better off. And then what happened, right? Like the players that I brought in, Cash got a clean sheet and Botman got 12 points. So I th the point is like the players were ripping out. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't think I can rip out Jackson. He's got, you know, Fulham and Burnley next. It's like, yeah, but you're going to bring yeah, it out. I can't right? rip out Jackson. He gets books every week. Well, no, I, I understand. <laughs> but like my point was more, you know, oh, I can't rip out Rashford. He's got... Um, He's got Burnley and then he's got Palace and Brentford and Sheffield United. How could I do that? And it's like, yeah, but you're going to bring in like, you know, Madison or Diaby or Mo Salah or something. like, you know, like you, you're also bringing in a stud. So I just think we sort of need to look past like the next two, three weeks of fixtures if the team is just in sort of like toxic form. But anyway, with, with, with the devils of our lives, I just felt like, I don't think the drama was that bad this week. I mean, they had to start Johnny Evans, which you noted down here, but I mean, he actually played really well. And, you know, spoiler alert, he's one of my two differentials. <laughs> okay, well, well, what's is he? What? Yeah. And, he's oh. 4 million. He's, oh, he's, oh, is, is, is it, Varane came on later, right? So I don't know. Is it because he's 0.1% owned and you like, you like getting your very low ownerships? Oh, Absolutely. brilliant. Okay. That was they were, okay. Well, I, I had like a six percent own guy that was like actually like a legit pick, and I was like, oh, 0.1. But okay, let me put it this way at four million, the way they're playing defensively and how they actually kept a clean sheet, I don't think it's the worst pick in the world, really? especially with somebody like me who's like stuck with Baldock, or maybe you got Gusto, and maybe you're trying to get to Mo and you need to come down. And like, I, yeah, okay, Varane came on the last few minutes, but I, I sort of feel like he's earned a, a pick again. I mean, he scored, it was called offside, he got an assist on a goal, and he kept a clean sheet, and he's four I million. Mean, I, I think you were, from what I gather, Burnley played quite well. They didn't. They hit the post and probably almost probably should have scored. Uh, I'm not convinced they've turned the corner in terms of the fence. Me neither. Me neither. But okay, I think I'm just saying. I think he earned. Okay. Look, look I I'm actually really happy with them defensively in, in this game because I believe I'm not an expert on Burnley, but it's my belief that they play a high line and attack. So I kind of expected Man U to get like five goals, but let in two. Right. You know what I mean, so for them to win one nil, 
I don't own Bruno and I don't own Rashford. I'm like the only person that doesn't own Bruno out of like all the contributors, me and like one or two other guys. So when he scored earlier, uh, right at the end of the first half, I was like, fuck. I just, I just didn't even watch it. <laughs> I was Go like ahead. watching U.S. college football. Like I was like, I can't watch this, dude. It's just I, like Onana clean sheet is all I can hope for. And anytime, uh, anytime Man U scores, I'm just going to be like, fuck right so bruno scores of course i know that's like a 10 11 pointer or some shit but for for that game to end with just bruno getting a goal and no rashford i was really happy because i kind of viewed them as being up against foden and mo for me and foden had already gotten 11 so anyway but i just i just think that they're i would have hoped for more goals in that game if i was holding on to bruno and and rashford for you know going forward because they got palace at home next i i don't think palace are a bad team especially defensively then they got brentford at home brentford aren't a bad team i mean they didn't look great against everton this week but in general they're not a bad team sheffield united away is probably like the next money game but i think most people will have wildcarded by then and i'm not so sure they're gonna hold man united even though they've got luton in game week 12 and fulham away you know, in that city match, just because the form is just not great, is it? And they've got, they've got Champions League and they've got cup games and stuff. So anyway, I mean, other guys that starting to line up like Hannibal Mejbri, I don't even know who that is. Do you? Yeah, he's, he's like a mid, he's like a midfielder, central mid, midfielder of some sort with crazy hair, I think. Oh, is he the young guy that got a few minutes like two years ago in game yeah, yeah, 38? Yeah. Yeah, like four, yeah. I remember I actually put him yeah. in my team, but I thought he was an attacker. He didn't get me any points. I don't remember. Okay. He's kind of got like the big, almost like big hair. dreadlocks, but like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like cool hair. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, I know who that is. Okay. I, you know, obviously if you're a man, you supporter and you're listening to this, you're going to way more about the, the younger stars than me, but I do remember him. Yeah. And then Rashford crashed his car, which I hope everybody's okay, but just like more drama enough. Enough for Chris to want to keep this fucking segment going. <laughs> yeah, <both laughs> and, then Reggie, and then Reggie's yeah. off with an illness. So, I mean, there's there's still issues. To me, the big the big thing is they've got decent fixtures coming up, but they're in that category with Chelsea. Chelsea's way worse, obviously, after today. But they're in that same category where they've got really good fixtures, but their form isn't good enough for me to not be selling them to get like Mo or Diaby or or like get get off them onto the next wave if there's someone you really want like Madison's gonna play Luton soon stuff like that like I, I realize most people think they're gonna wild card after two weeks so they're getting ready for punts and stuff the only thing I'd say is you know don't necessarily pigeonhole your, yourself into that and I guess we could talk about that later but yeah man okay, just basically the Rashford car crash right and they didn't look good what else is there no, I'm happy with that. I think we've 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 definitely covered that segment. And uh, let, let's let's let, let's get some votes in to see if we should we should keep that as a segment or not. Um, well, can I not do it? I don't know as much as you about this shit. Like, why am I doing it? Because you think I'm funnier in my delivery? Like, I just don't. Oh, definitely. I don't know. Hundred percent. Hundred percent better <laughs> in delivery. Um, so, Kev, you mentioned one differential. Give, give us your second differential while we're on there. <laughs> uh trying to think who this is oh yeah anderson from uh newcastle 3.3 percent owns actually pretty high that's massive yeah, I, for you <laughs> it's 4.4 million midfielder who seems to be starting though okay. i mean he's, he, he was my he was my uh initial starting midfielder like all preseason yep 
And then uh, right at the end, I was sort of like, uh, um, Nakamba like actually plays every minute, right? He, he sort of like wasn't actually getting any minutes in preseason, but he's really attacking when he did. So I was like, oh, if he gets if he subs on even for 20 minutes, he's like a good fifth midfielder. Of course, this is before uh, we all needed five mids because they're the best players in the game this year. But I mean, he's just played 90 and 90. And, you know, I mean, he's only got one assist out of it, but he's getting himself in these positions. If you need a cheap midfielder, I would go for him over McAtee at this point. The only thing is, you know, he blocks you from getting three Newcastle potentially. I don't see that as a big issue at present moment but i think after today you're gonna have this sort of big push for two newcastle d not one and then maybe people are like oh i gotta get wilson two weeks from now or something so just be mindful okay. of that okay well i will complete the differential as well so i wrote him down and then took him off when he didn't start but then he came on after barnes got injured so i got gordon down 5.5 okay. million 2.3 percent he seems to be playing really well for newcastle he and obviously, he, yeah, he got a goal and assist today, didn't he? I mean, I mean, obviously, everyone had, everyone had to go today. Um, so what were you say about Gordon? Sorry, I just said I agree with you. I okay, he, cool. He was really good for Everton, ish. Not like yeah. amazing, but like really good ish. And then he was. So I remember when Chelsea. It was like one of the first names they were throwing silly money at. Yeah, and Everton said no. I just remember like, why the fuck would Everton say no? <laughs> And then he went to Newcastle, money. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know he's been at Newcastle, and and the, the and the th he was really good for the under twenty ones for England, wasn't he? Like a few yeah. Months. And if you remember last season, he didn't start that well for Newcastle, and he he had a fallen out with uh, when he got dis disciplined at some point, didn't he? And then this season, he seems to be on fire. So I, I I kind of like him as, and I I kind of like the option of having like eight starters in your midfield and forward, and then. In the, with the idea that you rotate one player every week to try and catch the fixtures, because that's kind of the tricky one, because you want to pick up the loot and the burn. Sheffield United games. How'd that work out for you this week, bud? Oh, because I because I benched Madison. <laughs> Sorry. Oh well. The obvious downside of bucking the strategy, though, right? <laughs> what is a downside? Well, the thing is, had I not gone Alvarez, I would have started him. But that's how it goes because that was a I plan. I don't mean to be a dick there, but like that's, I mean, a, a legit it's, it's, point. It is, it is the downside of it, absolutely. But I mean, I was also partly tempted, not, I just couldn't stand the thought of having in my team for yeah, this match. It's a win -win, so, except you're still upset. What do you mean? Sorry. Well, it was sort of like, uh, if, oh no, a win win would have been if you started them. Sorry, my bad. It was sort of like you were just hedging on, like, you know, maximum, you know, tilting all of your joy towards just Arsenal no matter what. Exactly. I have exactly. No you made a bet for four win, uh, sorry, four nil win in Odegaard to score like 35 to one, like <laughs> fucking crazy bet. <laughs> your bets are bizarre, dude. You, you like go to the race and horse races and just pick like the longest odd horse. No, I just sort of, I, I, well, I don't, I don't go that often, but yeah, I, I generally don't go for favourites. It's much more fun going longer odds, particularly yeah, if, you're totally. if, you, if you're only betting a few quid. It's not pointless going like evens and stuff. I would bet like ten pence on that, not five quid, but that's whatever. I'm not money bags like you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, 
I'm, anyway, I'm my, my th- here's my thought on him. I, I think it's similar to Anderson. I think he's a good, uh, you know, differential. But I just think he's a bit expensive for what you're getting from him, which is starting right now, but who knows two weeks from now. Because I also think Isak can play left wing. I think uh, Murphy could play that spot as well, or right wing or whatever, right? These guys are, you know, this week it was Almiron and Barnes, and then Barnes got injured and Gordon came on, but like Isak could come on, Murphy could come on. Uh, they've got a lot of different competitions they're going to be in. And I just, I guess my my thought on like, say, Gordon versus Anderson, for example, would be, uh, I hate saying, fuck, sorry. I'm not big on saying for example all the time. It bothers me. Side story. It's like a filler thing, but anyway, whatever. Shut up, Kevin. My my point was going to be, uh, I think the extra million would be helpful if you weren't going to go for like a Imbumo or a Madison as your fifth mid, going down to an Anderson instead of a Gordon. If you're trying to get like Mo in your team, is where I was going with that long ramble. So basically, yeah. Gordon at five point five for your fifth mid. I don't love. I'd rather you go up higher than that to like an actual stud that's consistently starting and and good all the time for, for the most part, not just a guy that happened to play well today and could potentially get rotated out anytime, unless you need the money to get a Mo in your team and you're doing that by bringing like a McAteer and Anderson as a fifth man. That's my only yeah. comment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's, it's nice to be criticizing going for Gordon when you pick Johnny Evans, but you know. <laughs> Same thing though. Ev- you, Evans would be like, I, "Hey, he's my fifth D. I'm trying to get money." I'm joking. I know. I'm joking. Are you um, playing more than four D in any week right now? I don't think anyone would be. I, I, I still think that that fifth D being around four million has a lot of value. I think then, what we're going to see is two weeks from now, wild carders all bringing in Mo. This to be really interesting where they're getting their differential or not differential, their uh, enabler money from. It's going to be guys like that. Yeah, and then. The last player I've got, uh, my second one is Kulu at 7 million, 1.6% owned. Now, I, I actually had him earlier in the season, and mm-hmm. I guess the thing I've noticed is he's playing 90 minutes every week. Yeah, he is. And, and, and other players are going off like Son. I mean, obviously, Madison went off today because he was injured, but you know, Son's coming off most weeks. With Carlison, when he starts, isn't, you know, isn't playing the whole lot. He's coming on. You know, Johnson, I, I feel like... Um, yeah, I feel like Kulu is playing every week, so he's an interesting one, and and it probably answers one of the questions coming later on. He could also be like an interesting one week punt for in game week eight before someone might wildcard as well if you just want to, if you didn't want to keep it long term. So, um, and that's I guess it reminded me that Johnson went off injured today as well for for Spurs, which we did, which we didn't mention earlier because he kind of looks like he's he's gonna take some minutes off some of the attacking players as well. Anyway, so that's differentials done. What happened? Sorry, he came off. Uh, yeah, Johnson Johnson came off with an injury. Did he? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he had he had some. I think it it looked like a hamstring. So he's probably out for a few weeks. I'd guess. Oh wow. Yeah. So they brought on that Solomon guy. Okay. Um. So I'll do some clean sheet odds, and then Kevin tell tell us about uh, not Captain Harlan this this week. So <laughs> clean sheet odds, top of the top of the, you know, off the back of their first clean sheet of the season. Everton 51% home to Luton. So there's much about Luton as it is about Everton. But anyway, that's uh that's your top clean sheet odds. You then have four teams in the 40s. So Newcastle 49% home to Burnley, Man City 45% away at Wolves, Man United 44% at home to Palace. So Johnny Evans, get everyone get him in your team. And then West Ham 43% home to Sheffield United. Now the other thing I was going to mention is so Luton's two clean sheet odds are 20% away at Everton and 
30% at home to Burnley. So if you put them together, the chance of getting one clean sheet is about 44%, or at least one clean sheet or more is 44%. These things always sort of rack up quite quickly. And then Burnley, they're 11% chance of getting a clean sheet away at Newcastle and 34% chance of getting a clean sheet away at Luton. And that adds up to about a 41% chance that Burnley might get a clean sheet in those two games, uh, which... I don't know. I they're, they're not odds I want to play necessarily, but I mean, normally if you get a team with two really good clean sheet odds, you're in the like seventies for at least one clean sheet. Um, so that's that. In terms of fixture difficulty, Villa have, have jumped to the top all on their own on thirteen, which means they've got five oh, yeah. twos and a three. Mm-hmm. In, and in who's their three? Of, it's this week, I think. It's the Brighton, Brighton? this week. Yeah. It's Brighton I this like- week. One of the best expected goals against teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. So, so like in terms of like they're they let a lot of big chances in. Yeah, not that they're yeah. good defensively. Yeah, exactly. And it's at home as well. It's at home as well. So yeah, so they they they've got a three and then five twos and then you kind of got Newcastle, Liverpool, Spurs just behind them on fifteen and then the teams the worst fixtures over the next six are Bournemouth, Chelsea, and Wolves. But I don't yeah. think people want Bournemouth or Wolves players, and people will be selling Chelsea players pretty damn quickly at the moment. Um, so, Captain Kev, what's going on there? Holland. Okay, nice and easy. I I'd wrote Trippier question mark home. You know, can you remember last season when it's like we should tap Captain Trippier because you know he you know he gets not he gets three bonus points every time he gets a clean sheet and whatever. But I don't think we're in that territory. And Holland at Wolves is feels like a hat trick and in the waiting right yeah i mean i i think i'm at a point where i would only captain mo against him just for because most consistency is there plus he has the explosiveness in him as well the last two weeks he's outscored holland the only other week i would have captained anyone against holland he outscored holland like to me mo is the like he's you know like two weeks in a row, double digits, and every other week he's ticked along with at least something. Yeah. Everyone else, it's it's like they're good, they're great over the season. They're gonna have decent points, but they it's like uh, the the way I would put it is, you know, these these other hundred and eighty to two hundred plus point guys like the Odegaards and the Madisons and stuff like, and the Brunos like they're awesome over the season for sure. They're better value than Mo, but like you got to get their form and nail it right. And they kind of go in and out of form throughout the season and have a couple blanks in a row and then a, the odd big game. And it's sort of like 50-50, where Mo, it's like 90-10. Like 90% of the time he's ticking along and might get a big return. And then, you know, 10% of the time he blanks. It's kind of more like a yeah. Holland type of like return pattern, right? So that's why okay. he, he costs more. And Mo has Tottenham away. I don't like that fixture at all this week. Yeah. And then also with Trippier, like I pretty much, I'm pretty certain he's going to play against City, isn't he, in the midweek? So I, I don't like that. He's also he, he has injury history, and he's relatively old. Like if your goal, I could see Trippier being like sort of like this week's bandwagon that blanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like how what was it last week? Alvarez week before was Son. Week before that was Sterling. Or Sterling then Bimbuma the week before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this week to me, it's probably be Trippier. I don't know if he's going to blank, but I think he's going to be the big, the big, you know, the big player everyone's trying to bring in. 
I mean, yeah. everyone, some people are talking about Morris, but like I, my view is stay away. Other people have their own view, but I don't think it's worth bringing him in. Even if you're wild carding, I just feel like it's a waste. So Kev, question, question of the week for you. All right. Which midfielder mm -hmm. has the most bonus points? And what I mean by bonus points is from the bonus point system. So, you know, BPS, so every game you get 10, 20, 30. Well, let me ask you this. Is the actual number of bonus points that they've got in their, like, score, like one, two, or three? Nope. Is the happening. leader the same as the person that's accumulated the most, like, bonus points in the system? Or is it a different person? I know the same person's got both. So I could have, I could ask you either. Yeah. So which midfielder's got the most bonus points? So it's someone or... that consistently does well then. Yeah. It's the same uh, person for both. Yeah. I'm... Can I just answer it now? Yes, definitely. Okay. Can I just go with Mo? You can be really... wrong. Okay. I was just gonna say he's he's gotten better on the beeps this year. Uh being that like big chance assist creator to Darwin and players like that, you know, where that was sort of like the knock against him in preseason. Oh, he's getting too many assists. He's not in the center. You know, Darwin hurts him, but you know, Darwin's missing all these chances now, not Mo. Mo. Darwin's getting the ball stripped off him, not Mo. Mo's actually passing to Darwin in like a nice position and getting a shitload of bonus points for that. So he gets one goal now. All of a sudden he had like the most bonus points by a mile in today's uh, match and he only got one return there were other goals in that game normally that's nowhere near enough for him to even get one beep so i think it's a fundamental change with him that only helps because <laughs> he's still getting penalties and he's still getting the odd he still had like a shitload of shots today it's just that he's also passing and creating big chances so anyway, anyway yeah, okay yeah, yeah, it's, it? it's the uh it's saka oh okay so, um, so in terms of, so in BPS beeps, which is what, what my original question was, um, yeah. Yeah. he has 166. Wow. Second place is Son with 150 okay. and it's Madison with 149. Wow. And then Mo on 146 and I'll do oh, two okay. more. And then Neto, 144, the forgotten uh, man Neto, who's now getting points every week. And then, yeah. interestingly, Ward-Prowse on 136, which is quite impressive because he didn't play. He's a, he, only, he missed the first week this season, didn't he? He missed, missed the first game. So yeah. Ward-Prowse, so if he had, and he played the first game, he'd be maybe, he might even be second. Did he blank uh, today, finally? He finally blanked. So, yeah, he only got, yeah, he blanked today. Yeah. But, it, but even on the blank, he got 23 BPS. Yeah, which is interesting. So was he kind of depending on all the kicks and he's on all the corners and he's, yeah, you know, the number 10 on this team, not the number eight. And, and then in terms of bonus points himself, so Saka has seven. I think he got three today. Uh, and then you got Gross and Matoma, Gross, Matoma and Foden on six. And then like a load of players on five, which includes like Salah and Fernandez and Rodrigo and Madison and Son. But yeah. But the, but they 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 go. It's it's Saka, which I thought was interesting because I didn't think it was obvious, which is why I asked the question. Uh, so Kev, we should jump to some questions. Uh, I'll do an easy one to start off with from Dave C. Son or Madison? Oh, I'd need another game to answer that. If I had to pick this week, I'd pick Madison. Except now he might be injured. I mean, he didn't look injured, but sometimes. 
if you work guys, if you work on the basis he's fit if you work yeah, on the basis if you work on the basis fit i go i think i'd go madison i you know, you're probably gonna need that money yeah i i think that's kind of where where my head is madison's the long-term pick yeah but if you're gonna do a punt the next week or to you know son at home to well son versus luton feels like a game you quite like to have him for so i could see son being a popular punt in game week eight before people wildcast right after son seems to do better against tougher teams because they're attacking yeah, so, and and so like an open play counter whatever yeah. like fast play son's awesome uh i mean his first goal today was like a great example of that madison looked good too there in that scenario though but and then with you know the five at the back the low block whatever the hell you call it like you know madison's going to be the guy that's expected to break that down and curl in a perfect assist for a header and he's a lot cheaper that being said if it turns out that son is the bona fide center forward then like the pick son i just don't know that yet like i need another week i need another two weeks like i'd probably go madison to sort of like cover my butt for now and then if you haven't wildcarded yet and you wildcard in a few weeks like you know make reassess then yeah okay yeah yeah so i think the answer is madison but i can certainly see why and i i guess if you decide not to go mo then maybe that maybe song comes into play then but yeah. then that, but that's a whole different thing of a view of whether or not salah is the is 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 the route to go or not um so kev you'd be glad to know that I was a bit worried for because Sandy didn't ask any questions last last week. But don't worry, we've we've got four questions this week, so back to normal service. Um, here's a question for you: Are you planning to have any double game week players this week? My answer is no to that, and I think yours is also no, Kev. No, no. I just remember Dennis last year. Remember Veghorst last year. Just remember this stuff. I know you got a wild card coming up. And, you know, it's worth a punt on Morris. I, there's also really good players that you might have to bench one. And I just don't, I don't get it. I also yeah. think, you know, don't, don't just be, uh, have, have a moment and think, do I need a wild card two weeks from now? Is there a way for me to just get Mo? Am I pigeonholing myself by doing this move? You know, just because other popular contributors and FPL Twitter folks are saying it's a good time to wild card now, like, is there a way to do it for like just one hit? Like I just, I just did one hit. I had the two frees. I did what you would call the mini wild card, where I was able to get the the Newcastle defender and Alvarez in my team, and uh, Cash in my team is more was more sort of planning ahead for what all the wild card is about to do. But I already have Mo. I think if you could get to Mo, you could save yourself wild carding. Because my view is the people that are wild carding now are doing it because they don't have Mo mostly. And they're finding yeah. it difficult to get there, but I think there is a way to get there. You get like a botman in your team from a Chilwell. Um, you know, you move like <clears throat> you move one of your man, you guys down to Diaby. All of a sudden, you're not far off. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think you know have at least play with that because if you could get to Mo and not wild card, then definitely don't go get some stupid Luton. Luton are the worst team in the league by like so much. <laughs> my, my, and, my, and the Morris penalty this week, all I heard was how that shouldn't have been a handball, like all over TV. Lineker, like every pundit, it was like a shocking handball. That doesn't happen. He's only got the one goal, I think one assist on the year. His other goal is a pen as well. 
I mean, that was lucky. I mean, obviously, I, I just, I, I think I wrote this in the in our sort of in our chat. Luton won't get many penalties. The fact they've had two, I mean, this that's before they got this second one. I, I just don't think they'll get a lot of penalties. I can, I can see the Burnley game's good game. Men. Wolves are down to ten men, and Wolves went ahead. Like Luton are really bad. My, They're my, really bad. Everton actually also looked good against Brentford, so they're not this necessarily easy fixture. Burnley are going to attack. I, I wouldn't go for any other D. My 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 problem is that you not. I don't think you'd you wouldn't you wouldn't captain Morris, and therefore I think, I think that, that's the other thing. I think some might. All right. I, okay. Some people well. are just like it's a double game week. I have to. But like you're bringing in like a really. Poor the the, the problem with the problem if you captain him and he blanks the first week and then Mo's got say a brace against Wolves, which I'm sure we can all imagine. You're then sitting there going, Oh wow, I now need Holland, Holland. a goal and assist. So what did I say? Did I, did I say Mo? I meant yeah. Harland. Yeah, I meant yeah. Harland. Sorry, yeah. Um yeah, and then I yeah, I said yeah, so we aren't we aren't gonna have any double game. I mean, my reason's different to yours. I've wild carded, so I can't I can't afford to start messing about with uh, like, exactly. I mean, like, I can't mess about with like Visa to Morris. I mean, maybe if I have like some horrendous injuries and I go, you know what, my, maybe that just gets me through something and it creates some money that I need somewhere else. But that's any any reason I do it. But I just can't see, see that playing in. And yeah, I wouldn't want any defenders. I, I think the the popular, you know, people that are mm. were thinking about punting on a Luton player before they wildcard are now going to punt on a second Newcastle player after what they saw today. Or or a second or a second or third Spurs player in game week eight. Yeah, like I, I just feel like yep. go for it. But, you know, I advise against it. I think Chris does too. Moving on. Um, so just one more question on the double game week. Mark yeah. asks, would uh -huh. you bench either of Stupinen or Vardiol for Kabore's double this week. So he obviously owns Kabore oh, already. Tough one, yeah. Uh and just to remind ourselves, um Man Wolves. City away at Wolves with a 45% chance of a clean sheet. And who was the other one? I can't Stupid in Villa away. Yeah, stupid has got Villa away and his odds of a clean sheet are 24%. But he gets assists and As goals. he proved today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm in a similar dilemma where I have Matty Cash on the bench right now, Brighton at home, and Estupanen in my team, Villa away. And that's sort of like my biggest setting the lineup decision. And I'm torn on it. I don't know. I, <laughs> Matt, I, I, Matty yeah. Cash had three shots, two on target today. He looks very attacking. And I, I don't think – I think both teams will get goals in this. And I don't, I you know, cash is almost like just as attacking it as a stupid in right now. So, so, but Kev, can I just check something though? So if yeah. you you ruled out Vardio, so you're saying yeah, it's yeah. Kaborwe or Stupinant? Because my my only thought with Vardio, Vardio is, playing. Var, no, I'm starting Vardio over there. You definitely start, but but the thing with Vardio is we do know that he's in a little little bit of a rotation with Ake. Yeah, but whoever if he's if he plays ninety midweek, then you know reassess then. Okay. I think he's, you know, if if Ake plays 90 midweek, then yeah, I would. Let's just say we think he's going to start for the purpose of this. Yeah. Okay. If we I think he's going to start, well, then okay. For me. I think, I think I would go Kabore over a Stupinum. Okay. Interesting. 
because I, I just think Villa will score on Brighton and therefore you're relying on a Stupin to get an attacking return, which he may well. Yeah. Um, but then Kabore, he's got that extra game. So I, I think I probably would. I'd have a bit of fun with that. My gut is Burnley has a field day and Luton defenders get minus points in that. Okay. Nice. I don't okay. think we're going to get four unless they fluke out a clean sheet or get an attacking return. I think they're going to get like two or three points in this double game week. I, I really think Luton are that bad. I think Burnley and Everton are going to like attack the hell out of that game for goal difference. For They're going to be like, this is where we get our points to stay up later in the year. Okay. Um, so Kev, we've got, we've got a lot of questions on goalkeepers and defenders. I'm going to jump to a goalkeeper question now from Tim mm-hmm. Wheeler. Yeah, with what feels like less clean sheets, which right. which kind of seemed like that until this weekend, when quite a lot of players seemed to get a clean well, sheet. Yeah, the, I the popular keepers did. There weren't actually that many. Clean yeah, let's have a look. There were Man United. One, there was two, there was the Palace Fulham game was five. was like there was six clean end. sheets, which seems quite a lot. Like, okay, I mean that's 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 saying something of six is a lot, right? Well, six is a lot because last weekend there was, mind you, last weekend there was five. All oh, right, okay. Perhaps you're right. It was perhaps it was the popular players. Well, Onana and Leno and Johnston all got a clean sheet, and they're sort of like three of the most highly owned keepers. And it was three in week three and four. Yeah, and it was five in week two, and then. I had a great, like on my team, Botman got 12, Saliba, or not Saliba, uh, Cash got six, and a stupid and got, I don't remember, five, six, seven, somewhere around. He got there. six. He got six. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and then Onana got seven. Those are my only D. It's <laughs> weird week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Anyway, is the, anyway, I'll, I'll actually ask the rest of the question. Is the goalkeeper a dead position? And should we just get two? two cheap keepers and use the money elsewhere. I mean, I'd be careful with the thought of goalkeepers at their position because I remember it sticks, this thing sticks in my mind. It's a few years back. There was a year when um, Pope had an unbelievable, playing for Burnley, yeah. he kept getting like seven, eight, nine points every week. And I never got round to transferring him in. And I looked at the end of the season, I was like, if I just taken a hit from him at multiple points when I could have done, Totally. Even towards the end, end of the season, it would be worth 30, 40 points for me. So there is something about... So I still think it's about getting the right keeper. Now, I have Leno and Ariola, and I'm very happy with them as the selection. I made that choice a couple of weeks on my couple of weeks ago on my wild card. Yeah. And I do think Leno... For me, Leno does look, look like the best... Well, he's now probably 4.6, 4.7, but he does look like the best cheap, cheapish goalkeeper. And obviously, Ariola's been putting those numbers up. I, I'm not convinced by Ariola. I'm just not convinced. I, I I think he makes a lot of saves, but I just don't think he looks that solid. I just don't think he's going to keep many... Well, he hasn't kept many clean sheets, has he? I, and I think that penalty save has maybe flattered him a little bit. And I know he made a lot of saves against Haaland, which makes him, you know, sticks out in your mind. I'm I'm not convinced right. by Arioli, but I'm happy that I think I'll play Leno most weeks. Having said that, I am playing Arioli this week because he's at home to Sheffield United. But I, I'm, I'd be, I, you know, if I had to play Leno every week, I'd be happy with that. My only issue with Leno is that his <clears throat> fixtures are about to get a lot more difficult. So, um, you know, Ariola has been making his points mostly in, well, only in saves. And then obviously the penalty save where 
Uh, Leno does have quite a few saves, but he he actually has been able to keep three clean sheets, which I think is a big part of his score. He, he did get five against Arsenal without a clean sheet. No, there. I know, I understand. Yeah, I understand yeah, yeah, that yeah. he has been getting, um, you know, and then if I if I uh, uh, saves as well, but if I go to Areola and I click on fixtures and I scroll down, it's like, damn, he's about to enter like an insane green run. So I think even though you don't like love Areola, the fact you own him with Leno, I. I'd probably go ahead and make a pretty confident statement that I think you're going to be starting Ariola a lot more than Leno over like the next 10 weeks. Yeah. I mean, like, I, yeah. Sheffield yeah. United at home this week, or you're not starting Leno over Chelsea, are you? I'm starting. I'm starting. Out. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I was, like, that's going to happen like, a I lot mean, of the next 10 weeks. The way Chelsea aren't scoring goals, then maybe I should be starting Leno. But anyway, but yeah, I am starting. Right, but my point is, like, you know, you're like the rest of us humans. You're going to see the fixtures and be like, well, I'm not going to play him versus Man City just because. You know, you know, even though saves have been what are sort of getting the points this year for keepers, you're still going to just be like, well, I'll go with the clean sheet odds, right? Because you can't predict saves either. But I, I mean, mean but, you might not save them. You may let in like six for City or whatever, but, right? But so, I guess, I guess coming back to the question though, uh, I, I mean, I don't agree the goalkeeper's yeah. in their position, but should we get two cheap keepers? I can definitely see the logic in that, and I think it's particularly true if you're trying to squeeze in well, Who's Salah. cheap? I mean, besides Ariola, like, who's the other cheap keeper? I mean, the only cheap keeper is Turner, isn't it? They're the, they're yeah, the I, two I think it's too risky to bring him in. <clears throat> so, like, if you have Turner and another keeper and don't have Ariola, I, you know, I think that's... I mean, you, that you've got Sanchez at 4.6, but he's about to get horrendous fixtures. Um, the other... The other them at all either like he might you know they're terrible you got Neto at Bournemouth I mean he's right up there I don't know how for, for me I for here's my view on the keepers like I have Turner and Onana and Onana's fixtures are decent for the next little while so there's no rush now I mean it's great he got this clean sheet it's gonna like at least stop his price from free falling hopefully like kind of like a shock 0.1 drop this week which is annoying uh but for me my eyes are like firmly on Rhea raya whatever like is he keeping that job because if he is man he just gets all these bonus points like last week he had one save he got two bonus points like, the fuck was that that doesn't make any sense to me but it happened i mean <laughs> you know like is this guy gonna get bonus points if he makes one save <laughs> right like i i just i think he will be the most valuable keeper in the game is if he is actually nailed there's all this chatter about him and ramsdale rotating and stuff and it might happen once or twice just because Ramsdale's like a good sport or something. But like the reality is this is a professional league where like you need to be winning and like Raya's just a better keeper. And I think it's probably already happened where he's taken the reins and he's cheap enough, 4.8, to, to have a keeper like that. He's, he is, getting, he's only point two more than Leno. So yeah. Agree. Yeah, like to, yeah, to get a keeper that's going to get bonus points with like one save because his passing and distribution is so great. And I think it's like the... I don't know if this matters, but like how big a chance the save was, does that matter? Because like he seems to get like I, I, I think it's about the passing, isn't it? Yeah, so he's sort of like Onana with the passing, but he also makes saves, so he gets all these bonus points. Anyway, the point is like they're probably gonna keep more clean sheets than on any other team. I, I would argue even City. I could see at the end of the year Arsenal having the most clean sheets just because you know, assuming rice is fit. They've got party. I have more confidence in them shutting down a one nil lead than anyone else. City still seem to let this like one big chance a game kill them on the counter where Arsenal are a little more, um, I don't know, just like 
just cleaner in the back for, for whatever reason. They don't get beat over the top as much on the one big chance and all that shit. So anyway, I, I just, I think it's Raya and I'm in a wait and see on that. So I wouldn't advise like going after anyone else right now. And if you have to, yeah. And if you don't have Areola, go get Areola if you need a keeper. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't go after anyone else right now. You? I mean, I can still see Areola and Turner being a decent duo on the basis that Areola is your goalkeeper and Turner is your backup. Because he's the, totally the playing. The point there is you already own Turner. You're not getting him. Yeah. But, but no I, circumstance I, are you getting Turner. It, you you might get Areola if you had to get something. He'd yeah. be the only keeper I would get right now uh, yeah. because I would I, still it, hope I could get Rye on like wildcard or something. The, the, the only other player I would just point out, and if they. Because you remember the start of the season, we all thought, oh, we, we, you and I were both on Pickford at one point, and then we went, for whatever reason, we we, we went off him, and then Everton started the season. Four weeks, terribly. we were going to early wild card, and he had three really good fixtures, and it freed up half a mil, but that's it. Yeah. And, oh, I said they get to clean sheet. They didn't keep a clean sheet. I said off the back of his first, they've not, I thought Everton kept a clean sheet. It must be because Tarkowski got a load, load of points. I assumed that was a goal, wasn't it? He didn't, they've not actually kept a clean sheet yet. Almost got two goals. Um, so Tarkowski got two goals. Almost, almost. Almost, all right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I've noticed that Jordan Pickford's dropped to 4.4. Now, if they actually become a decent defensive team, which is what we thought pre-season, he could be someone to keep an eye on as well. But yeah, I yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on the Raya thing. But I, so I, it's Raya, not Raya? I don't know, man. Yeah, oh, I don't. Well, I mean, I think we. I think it's pretty obvious I'm not the one to tell you how to pronounce names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, Dave C, is it time to double up on the Newcastle defence? Potentially, but I, I, uh, I mean, the Sheffield United aren't very good, are they? It, it's hard to say. That was probably the easiest fixture they'll have besides Luton. Well, they got Burnley at home this this week, so he's very. Yeah, but be Burnley fun. at home aren't a great clean sheet fixture. They're, I think they're a great attacking fixture. I mean, they're they're still a good clean sheet fixture. Don't get me wrong; like, they're still like. I mean, so Newcastle are home to Burnley. Pardon? Newcastle home to Burnley. Surely Newcastle have a good chance of getting a clean sheet. Definitely a good chance, but I it, I just think out of all the better, out of all the good fixtures out there, Burnley just attack, attack, attack. Right. I, I, so I don't love it for betting on clean sheet. I just I think I prefer diversifying the clean sheets a little more and having attackers like fucking. Burn and Botman. That's probably the only goal they'll score all year. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just a weird day, man. Trips, three assists. I mean, come on. Like, one assist every six games or so is more what you're going to expect. And then also, like, them not cleaning all these teams on this good run is sort of what you want to expect. Like, are you comfortable if they let in a goal? You can handle that? Because there's really good other D out there that you can have as well. Like I think Matty Cash is a really good pick right now. I think, you know, a stupid is still gonna be a good pick. He's got a really good fixture run about to start too. So there's you know one Newcastle cash and a stupid in right there. I like that more than two Newcastle D. Uh, so because you're gonna okay. want eight attacker or seven attackers still, right? So I think my defense will end up I'll end up having these five defenders, which yeah. will sound a bit stupid. Uh, a Stupinen, Botman, okay. yep. Trippier, uh-huh. Udogi, and uh-huh. Cash. I'm going to end up with all those players, I think. You're going to be benching two of those every week. And I bet Probably. you bench one Newcastle every week. 
So I don't I don't think you're gonna need two Newcastle. No, I think yeah. Chris has this weird scenario <laughs> where he has no fodder, which made sense because you wildcarded early in the transfer window with Saudi and all, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you sort of needed to have the deep bench when you did, but like most of us probably won't. Don't think you're gonna need two Newcastle D. I still don't think Trippier is worth two million more than Botman. You know, obviously he was today, but how many more points did he get? Then Botman. Botman got 12. What Trippier get? 18. Yeah. So five points more today is big. Like that's probably like the extent of it of the big, you know, how many games like that are gonna happen. I, I don't think that many. Did you probably say like, five? Did you say like five? Nine. I thought it was six. I thought Botman got 12. 18 minus 12 is six. You say five or miss here. Yeah, I just brain fart, dude. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I yeah, I just I okay. Maybe he is worth two more. I don't know. Fuck, I'm guessing, aren't I? We'll we'll all guess it. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, the, I, I the, think that I think Matty Cash is going to be a player that is going to be heavily owned on wildcard. Yeah, and I agree I, with that. I think a Stupinen, if you click on him and look at his fixtures, you're not going to be benching a Stupinen after Man City game week nine. You're going to be playing him every week. And uh, I think Udagi's really good pick, dude. And I think Saliba's going to be a good pick as well, man. Still dirt cheap. I, I'm going to have I, Saliba in game week ten versus Sheffield United. I'm not benching that. I but still like it. I still like Zinchenko. Now he's back in the team. There you go. Or like the Arsenal D are still way too cheap at five five and a half million. And then you've got you know your fifth D. You're not going to play ever. So where who are you like replacing your? Who out of them do you? And then that still that that avoids a couple other popular picks too. Like, what if Trent gets healthy and he's back? And I just think I don't know. Well, well, well. The thing is, I can go Trippier to Trent quite. I can get Trippier to Trent quite easily if I need to. But I still sure. have a Newcastle D if I need it, which is so. The reason why I'm probably going to go to Botman is I'm happy with their initial fixture, even though you obviously have less confidence in 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 that Burnley game, and then. I have Gusto, who I was like, all oh, right, he seems to be okay, but now he's he's finished for me because he's not playing the. I wanted to play him against against Burnley in game week eight. But anyway, he's obviously he's banned for that now, and I just think I, I kind of like going for Cash because, as you say, Cash seems really attacking, and I might not end up getting Diaby or Watkins, yeah, and therefore Cash gives me a bit of a hedge because at least he'll be attacking and might get a clean sheet. So that's kind of why I'm looking at that. Uh, it just it just gives me a few more options, I think. Anyway, I haven't I haven't I haven't fully committed to that, but I think it it helps keep my midfield and my strikers as they are, and then I can then uh, work in a Liverpool player later on down the line. And and the answer might be I sell Trippier, but at least if I've got the second Newcastle D, I can sell Trippier without getting too stressed about having no Newcastle D. If that makes right, that's that. So that's partly why I'm thinking that way. Um, so anyway, talking about that, Malcolm Curd asks. What's the best replacement for Chilwell? So he has Estupinen, Trippier, yep. Poro, who 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 you like, and Baldock. So, so oh, yeah. oh, Chilwell. Oh. I presume it's Chilwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I think your answer is Cash, right? Or is it Cash or Doggy? Yeah. It's Cash or Doggy, isn't it? That that's well, that's. So I girl. had a Cash versus Doggy like debate in my head and I went cash because even though uh I went cash because I thought cash had the better fixture this week now like I thought Chelsea are so bad I could I mean he's got a chance at cleaning that and he did 
So now that that fixture's behind us and Udagi's much worse Arsenal fixture, you know, it's really is a coin toss because thing is Udagi has that um, Luton game today. Luton game coming up, and he 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 does get in on the attack, but fuck, Cash had like three shots today, two on target. He's getting in on the attack. And my only worry with Cash was that Moreno comes in and, and he's becomes that attacking uh, fullback and, and Cash is the defender. Moreno wasn't even in the lineup. I don't know why. Maybe he had a setback or something. But I just... Cash to me is going to get goals and assists where Doggy's going to get like assists and like second assists where he doesn't actually get the assist kind of thing. So <coughs> I think I prefer Cash. Plus, your doggy went up. He's a little more expensive now. Yeah. Okay. So, while we're on defenders, I know there's lots of defender chat today. Um, one of Sandy's other questions was, who are some quality 4 million and 4.5 million-ish bench defenders? So, he said he's pretty happy with his team. He shared his team with us. <laughs> and so, his team is, his defenders are Baldock and Henry. Obviously, Henry's out for the season. He's got Baldock, and then he's got a Stupinen, Bayer, who I think he'll play this this week, and then Chilwell. So he wants to know who the. I mean, he wants to know who we, who we think good bench defenders four are. Four and a half. So, so don't be like, well, four. if you have point one more Botman or whatever, right? Like, let's just do four four and a half and lower. Uh, Burn. Yeah, Burn's the main one, I think. There's also the Fulham D, like the the Castanias and the Reams, but. I don't know, man. I just I don't trust it as much. What what are forest uh, fixtures like? Because I think Ori is like sneaky good <clears throat> for FPL. He's actually he's got Luton at home coming up. It's only a nailed though. He's been playing yeah, definitely. He I think he's played ninety eight and game week five. I think he was hurt. Yeah, he didn't he, play game week five. Like he yeah, um, but he he went off on fifty five against City. But I guess that doesn't mean very much, does it? In the grand scheme of things, right. I, I just, I don't know, keep an eye on him because I really like him. He gets in on the attack. Fuck, I don't know who else, dude. What do you I mean, think? would you go Johnny Evans as a bench player? I mean, you said Johnny Evans I mean, earlier on the 4.0 bench player. I would want to know what's going on. I, like, realistically, for me to bring Evans in, like, I would want to know that Varane's, like, had a setback or something. Well, what about what about Regulion? Because if, if Shaw's no. injured, he's 4.4, he's attacking, he's been talked to by the manager. No, you don't like him. I this is no, I don't love it. I don't know. I think it's Dan Burn. I mean, but if you want a he's he's asking for a bench player, so a four point although we said don't get any Luton or Burnley players, I, I'd still right. don't think I don't I don't hate no. Kabori at four point oh as a player that you're not gonna play very often. Yeah, you know, Kabori so has a bit of rot like minute risk though. I'd I think I'd go Bell more nailed. Oh, I know okay. we got the assist, okay. but like Personally, I'd probably go Bell over Kabore. Someone that keeps popping up is Lamptey, but I don't trust that at all. Not only does he not get minutes, he's always injured. I I think it's uh, Bell just because he plays, but it's such a bad pick. <laughs> I just go. I'd probably go Burn four and a half, man. And if you really, so I just noticed that I don't know much about this, but Charlie Taylor. Has played last two games for Burnley and he's 3.9. So if you were scraping, you know, that's the sort of player that if he's actually playing, he might be everyone's 50 on a wild card. They need that point one to get somewhere, Kev. 
Uh, yeah. Why? Why didn't he play the first three? I don't know anything about him. Like I know about him in previous seasons, but I, I mean, I have no confidence in talking about Charlie Taylor. No, neither do I. I just noticed he played the last two games and he's three point nine million. So it was more just a, oh, that's interesting. He's he he's one I keep an eye on. Maybe. If you're oh, I also find... noticed Tavares had been playing a lot lately. Who used to be an Arsenal, right? But I think he he still is uh, at Arsenal. He's on loan. Injured. He's on loan. But he's, he, okay. he's on loan to Forest, but he, he went off with an injury this weekend, I yeah. think, which is a shame. Is, is he 4.0? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have said to that. Yeah, I was thinking of him, but yeah, I if he's fit, then maybe he's an interesting player. He's very attacking when he plays. Uh, and I, I think he would have been. Well, so, did, so I haven't looked here, but did Aurier come on for him? No, Aurier started. Okay. He started and played 55 minutes, so I'm not quite sure why he went off. But Probably because my guess, I don't know, is City got that red and then they like rechanged shit to try and win. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Forwards on. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me just get back to the questions. Um, I mean, he was also, Sandy was also asking, is it or the right answer to ditch Chilwell and get someone at a higher price point? Because he's kind of. He's kind of. He was looking at. He was. He was questioning. Should he punt on Bell? So he's obviously thinking of playing Bell and Bayer. And I, you know, I'm not sure we're that keen on Bell, which I said before, as a as a punt for this week. But it's. I guess he didn't know know at the time that Chilwell was benched again. So I think Chilwell is the big sell this week, right? Everyone's selling Chilwell that still have him. Um, so I quite like this question because you kind of you kind of thought about this before, Kev, or kind of touched on it. So with everyone having jumped in the Alvarez bandwagon. Do you think that the Rodri red card could be the straw that breaks the camel's back given City's long list of injuries? And then does this make Arsenal's attacking assets more attractive now, noting that Rodri will miss the Arsenal game up until game week 11 when Arsenal got Newcastle away? So just for those fixtures, Arsenal's fixtures will be Bournemouth away, then Man City at home without Rodri, mm-hmm. Chelsea away, and then Sheffield United at home, and then it's and then it's Newcastle away, and then actually it's Burnley at home, Brentford away, Wolves at home, looting away. So it's, I can kind of see the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. Uh, for, so from the first part about that, the Arsenal perspective, like I was sort of considering selling Saka, uh, f- not this week for Bournemouth, but the week after City and Chelsea, I think, just because I want to get Madison for the because Chelsea is so good. Well, just because I want Spur versus Luton. And I can't think of another way to get it. <laughs> That's the the reality. Yeah. And it's just part of these. There's you know, there's twelve midfielders, and we want all twelve, but you can only have five. Thing from earlier. But, but, but the thing is, Saka's got ten, I three, know. eight, four, six, thirteen, and as we now know, he's got the highest bonus points and BPS this season. But he plays City the week Madison plays Luton. So, like for that one week, I would take Madison over Luton, of course. Of course. Even if Rodri's injured. So I, I, I'm still considering it because it's the only way for me to do it at this point. Because yep. my, my planned transfer as of right now is that I might even do tonight is Sterling to Diaby. And that only frees up like 0.5 or something. So, you know, I don't know who I'd be able to, what I'd be able to do with that. I'm, I'm, I'm but. It's probably not enough to get Madison in any other way, like in Bumo or something. I need like over a million for that stuff, right? So I still might do it because I I don't know exactly when I'm going to wild card. It could be any week now. 
And uh, I just think that Luton game, man, as good as Saka is, I think Madison versus Luton, Mad, like our, uh, Tottenham look really attacking every week, don't they? And Madison's obviously a big part of it. And that Luton entry point, like I, it's going to be hard to not own him that week. Yeah. So yeah. I can get Saka back on my wild card. And I know he'll be like super heavily owned. Uh, and is getting in on the attack room returns and all that stuff. But like, just think, you know, Madison versus Saka for the next few weeks. I'd rather have Mads at, at, at not this week, the week after. So anyway, and then as far as like the Rodri leaving, yeah, that's a huge blow, massive blow. I think he's arguably their most important player. I realize they have Holland, but like for their treble and how fucking awesome they are. I mean, how old is he? 24, 25. And he just seems like such a leader. And like so, such an awesome player defensively and in attack and just very cerebral, like really smart. He's big. He's good in the air. He's a great tackler. Like the the most, you know, up like him and De Bruyne are like the two biggest like, and, and like obviously Holland are like the, the, the X factors of their team on why they're so elite. Obviously everyone in the team is good. They spend a so, shitload of money. They got a great coach. They got a, you know, they, they work on like systems that trick other teams. It's hard to prepare for them and all that. But then they've got these like couple of players that are just like more world-class than other teams, world-class players. Like, like Rodri is the best CDM in the league. Hands There's no debate. There's no like, Oh, maybe rice. This guy is like, for sure. Rodri. I think even you as an Arsenal fan would be like, of course it's Rodri. Right. Like, you know, I missing him is massive, but they still look pretty attacking when he went off. Mind you, it was a much, you know, more inferior teams. So I mean, they got, I mean, they got Jack back. He can control the ball now. So Jack coming back is good timing for this. Yeah. I mean, so just one thing on the Arsenal I had, because I am, I am considering because I need to find a way to get a Liverpool player into my team. Now, one way of doing that is Sterling becomes Diaz. Okay. Uh, and, and I just don't bother with Diaby or, or Watkins. Uh, and I and, and I have cash instead, as I kind of mentioned before. The the alternative is Sterling becomes Diaby, Saka becomes Diaz, and then I'm kind of then Got maybe try try and get Hayes Jesus in somewhere instead. Oh, wow! So I'm 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 I am considering Jesus as an alternative to Saka as a way of because one of the problems is how do you get that extra how do you get the extra how do, how do you get a striker in? So I'm kind of looking at that and trying to work it through. But I'll probably end up with my eight midfield things that Kev will tell me. Kev will remind me every, every week when I pick it wrong. Um, you know, sorry, I was just thinking of this. I have Foden. I could turn Foden to Madison. Yeah, I mean, but what I sort of jump to my second point, my second question, which is because this question, the question from J, J, JP made me think, well, when Man City go to Arsenal, We'll have Foden, Alvarez, and Harlem. I know you you have the same three, Kev. Yeah. Am I going to start all three that week? I mean, right. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, actually going to the match would be horrible, horrible to watch because yeah. I don't like that from that perspective. Not um, that's that's kind of where FPL gets in the way of real real football. And it's I think it's oh yeah oh no it's not the last week it's not the last game of that week and it must oh yes well, yeah it's the last game of the game week as well so I have four players in it. I, I'm kind of thinking, do we need... I'm kind of thinking, do I need Foden going forward? Or can I just go Alvarez? I don't think we need... I think Alvarez is the clear number two pick. It's like, who's your third pick? And 
as as great as Foden's looked this week, and as as much as I've been like, oh, he's like my favorite out of all my guys, you know, it, it again, there's so many good mids. It's really hard to pick. And the other thing I say, I could go, I could go uh, Sterling to Diaby, and then Foden to Madison. I have point one buffer room on that, and like Madison's gonna go up this week. He's probably gonna go up in the next few days. So I'll have. I'd have to probably do Sterling and Abbey tonight before all these European games, which I might do anyway. And the only reason I'm, I normally wouldn't do something like that, but it's just, I have the wild card in my back pocket. I like to be a little more, more aggressive when I have that. And I know I'm close to wild carding, but I would, I kind of like the idea of going forward into Madison. Now. I don't know. I also have like Obama and Baldock on my bench. Not good. So I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I know Madison has this loot game, though. I can't just ignore that and go do other stuff on my team. I have to be prepared for that, man. Yeah. No, I get. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Um. So. Yeah. So, Kev. Yeah. One of the questions from Sandy, and I think you kind of answered it, is, "What is Kev's current thinking and the timing of his wild card?" Okay. Jeez, I would have exact for Sakadasan as well. Okay, uh, my <laughs> current thinking is um, sort of what I said last week where it could be any week now. I'm not going to say it's after game week eight for sure. You know, so I'm going to attack fucking Luton double game week or something, right? Like, I I guess I the, the big differentiator between me and I think the rest of the other folks that write articles and talk on pods and shit is that I have Mo. I don't think that's very common. And I think he's sort of like the key cog in why people are going to walk card. There's also some fixture changes and stuff, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to hold Sterling just because he has two more good fixtures. Like I, I I'm kind of set on the fact that Diaby's next two weeks of fixtures aren't that much worse than Sterling's. So why not get him early? Like he has Brighton at home, which Brighton allow a lot of big chances and then Wolves away. I don't think that's necessarily like way better than Sterling's Burnley and Fulham away, both away, right? The way that the way that Chelsea are playing, I might not only sell Sterling, but like go on a gambling site and bet on Burnley and bet on Fulham because you're going to get big odds. And like Chelsea's, the, Chelsea's worst fixture is themselves. They're in their own head, right? It's not doesn't really matter who they play except for Luton, I guess. So um, I'm sort of playing it week to week right now because I don't need to rip my team apart to get Mo. I can sell Sterling, get Diaby. I like him now. I also think Diaby's for sure going to be in the wild card if, when you look at Bill's fixtures. I just did this similar thinking for cash. And also because I just took that hit, it allowed me to get that Newcastle defender, get Alvarez in my team, and now I already have cash. So it's like... It kind of solved two big issues and also allowed me to kind of get ahead on the wild carders on who I think is a player that everyone will bring in again, uh, being cash. So maybe I'm wrong on who they're going to bring in, but I'm pretty certain Villa are going to be highly represented on these wild cards that are about to be hit. So my um, my thinking is like I have a terrible bench with Obama and Baldock. If I had a slew of injuries, like if I go Sterling out, Diaby in, and like three of my players get injured in uh, Europe, then, well, my answer is I'm wildcarding this week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. could be this week. 
because of the games that are happening midweek. So I'm just sort of, you know, I would change both of my keepers if I wildcarded now. I don't know if I'd change any of my defenders except for Baldock. I'd probably keep Saliba, Cash, a stupid and a Botman. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I really like Saliba. I think he's rock solid and I think Arsenal are rock solid and I've got a little built up value. And, and you'll be tempted by Zinchenko. No, he just gets injuries. I like, no, I see that. I like Saliba. I like him. He's cheaper. I mean, they, I like no, the same price. They're the same price. Oh, is Saliba not gone up? I saw. I thought Saliba was five one or five two now. Yeah, no. I sorry. I was. I meant more. I thought Zinchenko was more expensive for some reason. Yeah, Saliba's five two. So I have built up value in him, right? Yeah. So, so you'd save yourself point one if you went to Zinchenko. I, yeah, I just I, think Zinchenko. Would get I would have to lose point one because I have a double rise. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh but yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't even know what. I mean, I already have Mo. I mean, just getting in Madison and fixing my bench. Like, I wouldn't change Alvarez or Holland, right? I wouldn't change Mo. I don't know if I change Saka and Buma. I'd probably leave them. My four of my D, I'd leave. I, I, I actually, I actually think um, and I think Obama. I think Mbuma will be gone after game week nine. You think so? Yeah, I, I just I. I was you remember I wasn't that keen on him, which is why I didn't sort of go all in on him for the wild card. Because they because their fixtures, they've got Forest away yeah. this week, which is okay. They've got Man United away, and then they've got Burnley at home, and then the fixtures are a bit mixed. Chelsea away, West Ham at home, then Liverpool away, Arsenal at home. Right. But then we'll want them all back in game week fourteen, we'll all want them back because they've got Luton at home. But I, I I'm not sure you play in Bumo much. If you look through it between now and game week fourteen, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, you might be right there, but I don't know. I just kind of viewed him as sort of, uh, you know, he's on pens when they have a weak fixture. They play a four three three, and he's winger, and but he seems, you know, it's a weak fixture, so that's great. And then when they have a tough fixture, he plays in sort of like a front two, more like attacker on the and on the counter. So I don't know. I just sort of viewed it like it was a good scenario in both both ways. Yeah, and he's cheap, and but now he's risen a, a fair amount. And I mean, he's the reality is he's blanked two uh, two weeks in a row now, and all the other popular guys haven't. So he's on the chopping block in everybody's mind, right? Like it's just how fi- fickle it fickle fickle it is right now. Fickle like, that is the word. Yeah. Yeah, um, like you know, your guy better produce or you're fucking cut. Like you're only as good as your last shift. So, so Kev, he doesn't the, raise a lot of money though, is the problem. Yeah, no, fair point. Um, so last question from yeah. Sandy as well. How would you rank the 12 ish great midfielders this week? This um, week, this, I, I guess it means like who, who would be your order of mid, midfielders? Oh, it keeps changing, yeah. And I, I guess for me, yeah, I think I hate to say it, yeah, but if I was so if I was wildcarding now. Uh-huh. The player that I would, I think number one would be Salah. Yeah, I think it has to be. And then, I hate to say it, would be then Madison. Yeah, would be number I two for me. Um, and then number three would. It, it's torn between Saka, Bruno, or Diaby, but maybe it'd be Diaby. I don't know. That's where that's where opinion starts getting in there. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think I think for me, Salah and Madison are the top two, and that's quite clear. They're the two players to have. Yeah. And then for me, I like 
But I don't think you can get all these. I don't think you can get these five. But well, no. m- maybe well, maybe you can, Kev. Can, can you get? I mean, you you've got a team with Salah, and you can probably work this out. But can you have Salah, Madison, Saka, Fernandez, and Diaby? Because that would probably be my midfield right. five. Salah, right. Madison, who? Salah, Madison, Saka, Diaby, Bruno. Uh, no, no, Bruno's too expensive for that. I, I think it's hard to have Bruno and Mo, man. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I, I could get um one and a half over that. So if I were to get rid of Bruno in that, I'd have six nine. You know who I really like that you didn't mention is Bowen. He's really growing in my eyes. Mm. Yeah. Like like their fixtures are about to turn. I mean, he's got blades at home this week. Yeah. He just looks fucking good again. <laughs> Because Ward Prowse is sort of like the sexy name everyone's talking about because he's so cheap. Like I could go, I go and boom out a Ward Prowse, but like if I could get a little more for Bowen, like I could do Saka, Diaby, Salah, Madison, and I'm only 0.2 short of Bowen instead of Bruno. I mean, the question is, do we think do we think Sheffield United are going to bounce? They are they going to bounce back and go from an eight nil to like a nil nil or one nil loss? No, they're really bad, dude. Or I mean. West Ham are actually pretty decent. So, right. Here's a... So, uh, so I, I think... Yeah, I think we've answered the 12-ish great mid, midfield. I think we've given a sort of a view there. I guess uh-huh. the, 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 the player we didn't... The player that dropped off both of our lists were Foden, which is quite interesting. Kind of how he dropped off our list quite quickly. Uh, but he's, the, he's like... He's, he's there too, dude. He's there with Bowen and Bruno. Like, yeah. he is... It's the problem with Foden is Alvarez's emergence and just all these other teams that have good fixtures. And he's, you know, a little like I, I have Madison a tier above them right now, unfortunately. I don't have him on my team. And I need to figure this out. And same with, and like Diaby is sort of, he's just looked so good. And the fixtures are about to be unreal that, and he's so much cheaper. He's sort of like I guess I guess he would be on that Mbumo tier for price and like what you're getting and like from what I'm seeing I just sort of like watching Diaby more. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. There's a lot. I still like Mbumo too. I know he's just blanked. And you've also got these bright mids that are they're hard to predict who are you gonna want. I I expect Fatty to emerge out of that group, but like that's just like way too early to make that comment right now. Yeah, and then you still got you still got like Odegaard's looking good, and I mean Rashford's still there. Like, then you've got you're looking at bringing in Luis Diaz, right? Yeah, there's other yeah. Liverpool mids that are good, and then you've got all these rotating our uh, Newcastle D. I don't know, Eze seems to fall off a cliff, but it was, it's only gonna take him a game or two, and he's on our radar. I know he's been I mean, a bad if, pick, but if it went Palace, there. I'd get. I, I think I said before, the reason why I don't like Eze is the players around him aren't good enough. There's nothing against Eze. He's fantastic. It's just the players around him just don't, don't have the quality. And then what's the deal with Trossard? What what was his injury? I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. But I just think... And Martinelli, what's his injury? Uh, don't know. Not long-term, though? No, I don't I don't think either. Will. I, so okay. Martinelli's definitely long-term because there was talk he might be fit for this weekend. Um but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked into the Trossard one. I, I think if I was on wildcard right now, I would have a midfield of Mo, Saka, 
Madison, Diaby, and I think it might be Bo- I'm, I might punt on Bowen, and I would have you know Archer, Alvarez, Holland up front, and Ariola, and I'd probably and pro- I probably only have enough for Leno in that scenario because I know I was point two short, and then Archer is what is he right now? Four five. So I'd be point three short, and I have Onana at four nine, and Turner's four zero. Oh, so how much more is Ariola than Turner? Uh, point two, I think. Point one. Hang on. So I don't. I'd be. I'd yeah. I'd only be able to get like a four four keeper in this scenario. Four five. Maybe. Oh no, sorry. Oh, Ariola's four one. He's only four one. Okay, so I'd be able to, and Leno's not. So I would only be able to get a four five keeper. Leno's four six. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be able to. I'd be point one short of that, but you know what I mean. Like that's. Kind of, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't even dealt with ball, ball dogs. I don't think I'd be able to do that. Well, that that that's where uh, Charlie Taylor comes in, mate. That gets you put. That gets you a three point yeah. nine player. Well, I know. I, I think what it is is this is why is as as much as I like the thought of Bowen, I think Ward Prowse is probably the more sensible fifth mid for this run of West Ham. Like it's good to kind of do that. You know, walk through because the like million between Bowen and War Prowse. I mean, War Prowse is getting returns, isn't he? Like, probably makes sense to save the mill, sort out Baldock, have the better keeper, mm. have the yeah. have the Rhea or Leno, and have Baldock as like a you know Dan Byrne or some shit. Okay, cool. I mean, that's that's all the questions, but I'm going to be selfish and ask your thought on a couple of things. My team. Yeah, sure, buddy. Um, so I'm I'm selling Chilwell. Surprise, surprise. The Chilwell to Botman is kind of what I had in my mind. But what about Chilwell to Burn? And then we kind of chatted about this over the weekend yeah. when you were looking at that. What well, what's Burn versus Botman for you? I mean, obviously it's point one in price, and I'm trying to work out what do I get for point one more by going Botman over Burn. Right. Uh, I believe you made a point that Burn might get rotated every once in a while for some reason. Yeah, because I just think that because Burn plays left back, I feel like that's a more tiring position than centre back. And they do of, actually have players that can play left back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because like, because Trippier can play left back, can't he? And Livermento could play left back, or or Tri- oh, Livermento yeah. could play right back, and Trippier could play left back, for example. It's things like that. Yeah. So, so that's kind of that's the reason have why you I'm holding got Botman. Have I got Botman? No, not yeah. at the moment. I'm Are you Trippier. planning on moving? Because Botman moves to, is going up tonight. Yeah, I'm probably doing it tonight. I just checked that Dan Burns 31 as well, whereas Botman, yeah, I mean, uh, it's point two for me, Chilwell to Botman, and I've got two transfers, and I'll just go for it, I think. I think mo- I think the reason these prices are moving is everyone's going to do that tonight. That hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it did last week earlier. Yeah, I mean, all this, now that I just did that little exercise, it's like every penny counts right now. It feels like for for this upcoming wild card. I mean, F- Madison's going to go up like in tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's on a triple up. I would want to know how injured he is here, if at all, before so, I brought him in. But so Andrew's just posted something in our chat saying that. I mean, this is this is some physio scout has done a video and looked at Saka's injury okay. and thinks Saka could have a fairly high-grade ankle injury, which would be okay. out for a number of weeks, if that were the case. Now, weeks? Weeks. Interesting. That could change. 
I mean, that would change. I mean, I mean to be clear, obviously that's just some bloke looking at a video rather than an actual analysis. But yeah, that's. I mean, and we know, and we know Arteta's absolutely rubbish at giving team news, don't we? He doesn't. He, you know. <sighs> the, this is what's annoying, dude. So in my mind, I'm like, I should wait. There's these games. You know, who cares about the team value? There's shit like the Saka thing going on. And, um, but I well, think Sterling, I think Sterling is going to fall tonight and Diaby's going to go up tonight. I have to, I think that both of these are going to happen. I'm going to lose point two there. And it's like a player I know for sure I'm going to sell and a player I know for sure I'm going to bring in. And like, I'm okay to do it this week, but like, it, it sucks. I got to do it like now. And then I know it's going to, if Saka, if he was out for weeks, I think that would probably make me wild card. Do you know what I mean? So then, so then I'm like, well, if, if that's gonna make you wild card anyway, why don't you do the Sterling to the Abbey move now anyway? Like, <laughs> so because if you end up, there's a, I think there's a decent chance I'm gonna hit wild card before this week's over because my bench is so mucked up. I don't like my keepers, and Saka would probably be like the final straw. So what I'm thinking, why don't I do Sterling to the Abbey now anyway? If I wild card, great. At least I like got the price movement on that early enough i mean and... the thing is if you knew saka was injured though you could yeah. saka to drb this week wouldn't i you? don't fucking want sterling anymore i don't yeah. want to play him i'd rather have like other players <laughs> i mean and i guess that that comes back to my second question so... i'd rather i'd rather get you know uh rather stick I pins in your eyes um sounds like uh, well, dude, I mean, do you want Sterling in your team anymore? I don't know. Well, that's my this is my second part of my question to you. So I'm gonna do Chilwell to Botman. That gives me a million pounds in the bank, right? A million sure. pounds in the bank, and then and and then I have I have Gusto on the bench, who's obviously missing the next two weeks. That's my bench player issue. But I got Visa on the bench. I don't have a terrible, you know, he's farthest away. I know he's been crap since I've had him, and you, you did you did tell me he was rubbish. Um but at least I don't mind him as a first player on a bench. I've got a bit of coverage, and I've got right. Udogi. So I feel like I've got a bit of coverage off the bench. Good, good bench. Um, Sterling. Yeah. I could do Sterling plus 1 million. So that gives me a player up to 8.1. So I could yeah. get... So I could go... I mean, part of me also looks at... You know, even considering... Because I've got two transfers now. I could actually do Chilwell to Botman this week. Yeah. Hold my second transfer because I'm looking at Gusto to cash, but I don't need to do it. I'm not going to play cash. I right. then have the option of Visa could go to a cheaper player, and then yeah, Sterling could go to Son. Son, have Son, Madison, and Udogi for the game week eight game. Yeah, I don't hate that either, dude. And then I, I so I kind of like that as an option. And I'll just I'll just toying with Dan Byrne in my head because as you say, I've got I've got to go tonight because I know. I, I just don't want to lose more money. I mean, the thing is, my team value isn't horrendous because I wildcarded, but even then it's not great, and I'm still leaking value because... I feel like everyone in my team is losing money every day right now. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, last week, the Alvarez thing, like, he just kept going up. I'm like, slow down, Powell. Like, I mean, the happening? only good thing about the Alvarez was I moved last Saturday because I had exact yeah. money for Awani, so I had to go. I know. And then as, as it happened, he then it went up out. twice. And then it, it, worked, it out. worked out well. Well, apart from I got less points because I'd have played Madison. At the I had a random Onana drop, a Baldock drop. I mean, 
the uh, Botman jumped on me when no one was expecting it. And, and like, I was just like, dude, Alvarez went up twice. I had like a 0.4.5 kind of like kicking the balls last week. I, I mean, I'm losing money on this left, right, and center because I got him at 6 2. He dropped to 6 1, so it was a free drop. No, I bought him at 6 1. He went to 6 2. I got free drop, and now he's dropped again. So he's now, he's now massively exposed to me on value. I mean, Bruno's 8 4. But I think he might go back up now. That if he if he gets another return, I think he'll be going back up again. I think I so. Suspect. Well, maybe not because, as you say, no one, no one, no one can afford to get him and Salah, can they? And everyone else. Oh, it's too tricky. Anyway, I'm, we're now like massively, like into. Yeah. It, it's into there's still. I think there's still so many players. It's hard to know who, who to get, but there are some players emerging that I think everyone's going to migrate to, like Diaby and Madison and cash so and and obviously the newcastle d so like getting them in now is the worst thing to do um it's just sort of like who do you want to get out like i think the most uncomfortable thing to do right now is to strip out a player that has like a good fixture coming up like sterling with fulham away this week it's like oh am i gonna bring him out and why he's gonna haul on me? Like this is why some people didn't rip Chillwell out last week. Oh, he's gonna start and get a fifteen pointer. It's like what has made you think that's gonna happen? <laughs> he's got like seven points and six, maybe an eight pointer, and the rest are like ones. And like he's clearly got a, a, a chance of rotation every week now, right? Like he's just a bad pick. But it's like that. Oh God, but he's gonna burn me. I can feel it. And so, like, I feel that with Sterling, right? Like, when I strip him out and he's getting out, like, a 14-pointer or something, like, I just got to say to myself, like, that's just the reality of the situation. It's probably going to happen to, like, whoever you rip out of your team right now because all the, like, Mbumo is just blank twice. If I pull him out, he might go back to being an amazing pick again the week after. Like, I don't, we don't know. I'm, it's, I'm a, it's a hard, uncomfortable feeling. I'm now kicking myself. I mean, in hindsight, that's a wonderful thing, but... Because Visa had Everton Home was like, I can't sell him this week because I could have sold Chilwell mm-hmm. to probably Botman this week. And then I could have sold Visa to Alvarez yeah. rather than a Wani. I kept Wani on the bench like yeah. I first planned because wani has got uh, Luton in game week nine. I know. And I was kind of, I kind of wanted him for that. Him. I know. Well, dude, and if I had that Botman rise, didn't happen last week out of the blue where he went to four, six a day early. My my the re I was waiting for the leak and my my plan was if Foden, Vardial and Holland are all starting, I probably just should wait on Alvarez another week and do Chilwell to uh, Botman, Botman and Sterling to Bruno. So I would have not taken a hit. I would have Bruno's Hall, and I, I would have, and I would have not had Alvarez getting one point. Mind you, I would have had Pedro on my team. I don't even know what he did. And that's ultimately what happened in my head. I was like, I, I want to get rid of Pedro. It makes more sense to get rid of Pedro. Yeah. So that's why I went that way. But like, I would have ended up with Bruno. <laughs> would he get ten? No hit. That's fourteen. That would and like I still would have got Botman's twelve. So like, it's it would have definitely worked out better. But these like little price things about this game make, are probably one of the most challenging parts of the game is that the price just starts moving on you like rapidly. Yeah. I, I mean, to be clear, it never crossed my mind. So I, I, it's not like, oh, I should have made different. It never yeah. crossed my mind because I thought Visa's got Everton at home and they've been shocking. Yeah. And Visa's due a haul. 
and then he's got Forest away the week after. So I'm not like you don't hate him. I'm like I like Awani, but I'm just gonna. Ha- I can't have everyone, and I really need. A- I thought Alvarez seems to be the guy to have, and obviously by the end of the week, everyone had him. But yeah, it's 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 sort of how it goes at the moment, isn't it? You've got to uh, accept that sometimes it won't work out. But um, there we go. Right, we should stop there, Kev. Okay. Otherwise, we will talk. Oh, I mean, what I didn't say at the start of this was we're recording this on Sunday night and all the games are finished. But I'm guessing people have worked uh-huh. that out by the by the way we're reacting and the fact. Obviously, I said you know it's only a few hours ago. The I guess the fact is it was a few hours ago the North London derby finished. That's probably told people what day it was right right so um good luck this this week kev it sounds like it yeah sounds you like too I'm... man i hope it i hope um hope our transfers work out because i think they're going to be tricky yeah i mean, I mean really, we should just wait right but fuck i'm just not i'm not i'm not losing value waiting right now i'm not losing money on chillwell and chillwell to botman i'm not losing point two million no to with it. i don't even think there's any risk the thing is, I'm happy. I'm happy to go for that because well, it's point two. Good. It's worth point two, and I've still got a transfer in hand, and I got Visa on the bench and a doggy on the bench. I'm not like I'm sat there really? with nothing to do, and I could always do gusto to cash if I need to, and at least then I've got an extra player. As I've got 15 players then, so I'm I'm you kind of any money in the bank right now. I have zero money in the bank, which is why I like the chill world too. I mean, it op- yeah, Just doing do it. it. Tell the tell the patrons. I've I've. I've yeah, already given a head a heads up. That was my I, plan. I gave a heads up on mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But I think uh, yeah. I, should. I, do you think I should do Sterling Diaby tonight or wait? I would wait. Mm, he says that. Would I? I mean, if that's what your heart says, no, I'd do it. I, if in your position, I'd do it because. You, but you've only got one transfer, haven't you? I, got, I guess the, I've got, I am on the brink of wildcard with the bench and keeper situation, aren't I? I think I should do it to just just get aggressive with in the back of your head. Like, you do this move. Why don't you do Sterling you, you Madison? You go up to like 50% chance you're going to hit that wildcard button later what, this week what, because what you're anything. What, what, what money have you got in the bank? Zero. Oh, right. I was going to say Sterling to Madison otherwise, but okay, you can't do that. Okay. No, I wish. I don't okay. really want to take a hit. And Madison has pool this week, which isn't the worst fixture. Plus, I don't know if he's injured. That's I'm assuming true. he's not, but... Yeah. The fact I'm... that... I w- I'm almost hoping something comes out about him because, like, his price is just shooting up. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'd even be... He, if he goes up twice, I can't get him. If he goes up twice this week, I can't get him next week anyway. And even if he goes up once, I got to move early on him next week. <laughs> Let's say... Unless Zach is injured, then it's easy to get him. Oh, God. Anyway, I think I'm going to do it. Everyone it has like Sterling, it. though. I keep putting myself in these positions where like, I'm up against like Sterling with a good fixture. <laughs> Just hope that they're still in their own head another week. I mean, part, I mean, part of me, I'm tempted to play Visa away at Forest ahead of Sterling away at Fulham, which probably yeah. tells you why, where Sterling is in my estimation. Yeah, at the yeah, moment. Totally. Actually. Because yeah. I think Fulham aren't even that bad, dude. They're they're getting cleans, aren't they? Well, that's why I'm thinking of starting Leno over Ariola. But anyway, we're going, we're going right. back. Okay, in buddy, catch you later. Yeah. See you soon, mate. <laughs> bye bye. You did bye.